Welcome back to the Loop Page Podcast. This week's episode is how to get your business off the ground and getting consistent clients fast with Hugh Kawabi. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Loop Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. How you been, Luke? Mate, I've been fucking amazing. How you been, mate? How you been? Jeez. <laughs> been good. Been good. Yes. <laughs> How long's it been since um, we were chatting about the um, you being a, being my videographer? <laughs> it, it, it's got to uh, had to be more than a year. Oh man, well, more than that. I reckon it's been. Um, I reckon it's been. I reckon it's been three years. Has it been that I reckon, long? Man, really? I reckon, man. I reckon at least two years for sure. Let's have a look. Yeah. I was just looking at um, the video. that Scrolling up in the day. Yeah, I just saw the um, video that you sent me. Mate, you sent me that in 2021, man. So that was August. So it's crazy. two years crazy. and a few months. Um, you know, quick backstory to everyone. So Hugh, basically, I, I had an ad out looking for a videographer. This is a couple of years ago and um, Hugh actually – reached out to me so i had it on this site called indeed which is like a um a job site yeah one of those job site sites <laughs> and then hugh did uh something that i loved which was he basically um took the express lane and didn't do what everyone else did which is fill in the old submit the resume thing and he actually dm'd me on instagram with a video introducing himself, saying he wants to apply for the job, um, he never actually. We ne- we never end up actually working together. I offered him the job, and then he turned me down. <laughs> <laughs> so it never happened. So that was how funny is that? This dude, yeah. this dude reached out to me. He goes, "Man, I want to apply for the job," and, then, and I go, "Yeah, man, cool. I'll offer it to you." And he's like, "No, nah, I don't want it anymore." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> all right, you mess with me, this guy." I, I think from. No, I think at that time, right, I was working in a, in a digital market. Was I working in a digital market? I think I was. I was working in a digital marketing agency, but it was a, it was a really interesting time because I wasn't sure if I was going to end up keeping my job or not. Mm. Um, and there was this, I wanted to start my own thing, but then they, the ex-bosses um, who I worked for, they started a separate business where they kind of wanted to put me in some, like a, not a primary role, but a, a pretty um, time-consuming role. So yeah. I think that's what ultimately stopped me from from doing it. But yeah. who knows? Maybe in the future, in the very near future, we'll we'll do something together. Yeah, man. Um, I think it was from memory that you were doing something with roofing. Was that it? Oh, was it roofing? I thought it was. Twenty twenty one. Did you do roofing? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. No, no, I did. So yeah. basically, uh, after I quit the agency, I started my own agency. Right. And I tried making that work. And I realized that I was actually terrible at digital marketing. Uh-huh. And the only client that I could make work yep. um, with Facebook ads, which is what I was doing, was a roofer. Yep. And then I realized that the roofer was actually making pretty good money mm-hmm. and that I had this lead generation system that we spent six months on and $6,000 on yep. and we made work. Mm-hmm. 
I had that. I only had one roofing client. I was like, okay, well, I could get into roofing, start my own business, have to do my apprenticeship. So I did my apprenticeship, then started my own roofing business. That is it. <laughs> then I realized that roofing wasn't my passion. That is it, man. Because <laughs> I remember that was it. You were getting into roofing and I'm like, what the fuck? Roofing. <laughs> like, where's roofing come from, man? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I just thought back then, man, you're not meant to be a roofer. And, uh, you know, history have it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you did it yeah. for a bit, and you don't not doing it now, and you're back into what you were kind of originally doing. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's because like initially, right? I was like, okay, well, I, I always loved making content. That's what I've always loved doing yeah. that. And I was like, okay, well, working an office job, doing digital marketing, I'm spending the whole day on a computer screen. I at the end of the day, I'm like, I can't use my brain. I can't think of video ideas. I find it very hard to record stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe if I do a physical job, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be able to kind of like, you know, I'll physically be tired, but I'll be able to adapt and then I'll have the energy mentally to create videos and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but what I realized is that, uh, I just didn't like roofing, um, at all. And so like, I, I just, my day job was just trash. And afterwards I'd be like, I just don't want to do anything. Um, yeah. Mm. So you got into <laughs> roofing cause you, th- you saw it as an opportunity to make money rather than it was a passion. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then um, did you do the roofing thing and it was just like, man, this is just shit work. Like, you didn't enjoy it. Like, what happened with it? No, I, I, th- I think I deluded myself into thinking that it was okay. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I think financially it was, a, it was all right. Like, I was making decent money and I had the potential to make pretty good money. Mm. Um, so I could have set myself up pretty comfortably for the future. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know, when I started roofing, it was yeah, 2021, so I would have been 21. Um, and I was like, I kind of just want to take more risks at this age. Mm. I just kind of want to do things that I actually want to do. And I feel like I, I feel like I work reasonably hard. So I was like, if I work hard and try my best, give my all into something that I actually love, mm. um, I think there's a chance it could work out. Yeah, so man. Yeah, I kind of just quit. Man, there's no chance. It's 100% guaranteed. Like if you do something that you love and you just commit to it. There's no, there's no question about it. You'll make it work. Um, how old are you now? Cause I think you were like, you were like 21 or something right? when we first chatted. Yeah. So what are you 23? Yeah, I'm 23 now. Yeah. 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 You're in a, how old are you? Uh, I'm 37, man. I'm 37 now. Um, yeah. so yeah. Well, you look young. You look very young. Yeah. I'm, my dad, you know, my, my dad used to, do you know L'Oreal? Yeah, L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. My dad was yeah. the national salesman for, for L'Oreal back when they first That's came why. to Melbourne, um, which was ages ago. And as a kid, this is before, man, this is before all that like, men's grooming stuff was – this is back in the era where like men didn't moisturize and didn't have all the hair care stuff that we now have and it's acceptable and it's cool. Um, man, it was like – he used to make me moisturize. And I remember my, my mates at primary school used to bag me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, my dad used to pull out this little L'Oreal um, little bottle about that big and, uh, yeah, make me put it on when I when he would drop me off to school and it had like a little bit of moisturizer and, uh, and wow. sunscreen in there. So I guess my skin, maybe he helped my skin. I don't, wow. I don't know. A hundred percent. I don't know, man. But, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to start moisturizing my Get skin. Get on the moisturizer, mate. The only thing is you've got to be careful with all the <laughs> chemicals and crap that's in it these days. Now I look back at it. I mean, we just have awareness mm. around um, that a lot of the stuff that we thought was safe is not 
actually safe. So, for example, a really common one is is deodorant. Do you use like Rexona deodorant and all that? Yeah, I use a. Yeah, I can't remember what I use. I use David Beckham. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah, man, they're, they're full of they're yeah. full of aluminium. So you're basically putting oh. aluminium into your body, oh. right? Um, and I think there's just so many things in life that we grew up with where it's like, hey, man, it's all good to roll, put roll on on, and you know, eat this stuff and you know, drink that stuff and all that. But if you kind of look into it, like it, it's full of really bad shit, and we're putting that into your body, can't be good. Yeah. Everyone gets cancer, man. So it's yeah. kind of like. Everyone, like, you know, I think it's one in one in two people get cancer. I saw that on a little... That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, so something's going on, yeah. Something is going yeah. on in regards to that where we're stressed and we're putting shit into our bodies. And I think a lot of it is that these companies who sell these products, the moisturizers, the Rexonas and all that, um, man, they don't tell us what's really going on. So, uh, mate, look into it, bro. You're 23. Yeah. You've got plenty of time yeah. to figure this what? stuff out. Ugh. Yeah, did, did you do you do a lot of research into like what you consume and what you apply onto your body and stuff like that? Did you when you were twenty? Nah, man, fuck know, no, or? not your age, man. I, it's it's a it's an older thing. It's yeah. it's come from um. It's when I hit my thirties, I would say I started getting a little bit more conscious and awareness. Man, I used to, when I was at your age, dude, I was partying every single week. I was trashing my body. Yeah, <laughs> so I wasn't looking after yeah. it. I was living with mates and. You know, I didn't understand. Like, I had no idea what a fresh meal was. It was all processed crap, microwave, man. Ate like yeah. absolute crap. Treated my body like shit. I did work out, yeah. So I exercised, but that was about the only healthy thing I did. Um, yep. What generally yep. happens, man, is that if you value health, as you get older, things don't work as well, and then you start getting serious about shit. Yeah, so that's what happens. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, feeling really guilty right now with all the different Red, Red Bulls. Bulls. And ah, man. Gee, mate. Me and you got to like sit down. I got to give you a little sleep. slap on the bum. No more to Red Bull. I know, I know. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to say, yeah, you're like being 23, man, you're really mature for your age that um, because I didn't I, – I chased money, man. I chased money. I did you – I did the roofing thing that you did, yeah, um, yeah. And I got into work to chase money and then um, same deal. I, I started a business um, to purely, I'm like, here's an opportunity where something that I'm, I know and I'm good at and I'm like, I can make money in this. I purely did it to make money. Um, that business failed purely because I, I learned a really great lesson, which was it's if you're just chasing money, um, it's probably not that you can't make it work. Absolutely. But this, here's what's going to happen. You either make it work you get the money and stuff, but you'll be empty, yeah. And that's what I did. That's what I did in a career and job point of view. I kind of climbed the ladder and became number two in a company that I was working for, earning great money. But I was just like, the more money that I made, the more empty I felt inside. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I went and started my own business, and I got into it to purely make money. But then when I realized the challenges that you face, yeah, and the shit that you got to get through, man, it wasn't worth it. I was just like, man, I'm. May just go back to a job and earn fucking easy money. Like, these ain't worth it. I don't love this crap, yeah? Um, so the fact that you're, you've already learnt that lesson and maybe you've learnt it entirely, maybe you haven't, we don't know yet, I guess, but you've already learnt that some sort of that lesson, man. At 23, it took me till 30 to learn that, man. So yeah. I just know, man, is that uh, when you said that, I don't know, 
I think your words were, we'll see how it works or if there's a chance. Like, nah, man, not at all. Not at all, man. If you are passionate yeah. in this thing and you just never give up and you do what you're doing and the reason why I wanted you on this podcast is just because of how I kind of see you approaching shit. I'm, I'm already calling that you're going to be super successful, man. I can pick it. So unless you start you, changing and become someone else, man, you will be fucking successful. Hey, just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I've put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to www.lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k i'm gonna pop that link in the show notes but anyway let's get back to the episode um so i wanted to talk about you, your what, what have you been doing like you're not a, you're not making millions in your business but you're getting things off the ground absolutely not. tell me about the transition from going from roofing to where you are now what you're doing tell me what happened there yep um so the transition it, it was kind of like a yeah like i i, I remember we just waking up like I'd wake up like sometimes five o'clock, six o'clock. I'd be out there, <laughs> and sometimes it'd be raining, and I'd have to, I'd have to pressure clean. Soggy boots, soggy socks. Um, I'd smell terrible in my van with the pressure cleaner. Like it, it was like just disgusting. And I I would often sit in the car and I'd be like, "This definitely isn't it. This is not what I want to do." Um, <laughs> but I'd kind of just be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm making good money. My parents are kind of happy with the money I'm making. Like everything's like everything's cool. Mm. Um, but I would always, after work, I would go to like RMIT, I'd go somewhere and I'd just record videos. And it got to the point where, you know, I was like staying up till like 1am at like like RMIT or wherever, mm-hmm. just editing videos and posting as much as I could. And I was like, okay, like this is, this is like, this is what I actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. So after doing that for like maybe a month or two months, um, I went to the F1 event. I made a little like video there talking about how these guys in the F1, they they had to put their role to make it in there. Cause the F1 is such a, it's such a, um, a career where like not many people make it. I think they're like 22 races. Mm. Um, so in order to make it, you really have to like, just send it and you have to give it your all. And I kind of talked about that idea of sending mm. it and giving my all into something. Um, and then that idea turned into what if I actually did it? And then that, yeah, within three days I was like, okay, you know what? Let's just do it. Like, what if I, I've, I mean, I was like, what have I got to lose? But I guess money and, and security was what I had to lose. But I just I just did it. And then I didn't really have a plan, which is a terrible idea. Mm. Like, I, I definitely need to plan things. But I, I look at myself as like not a smart kid, to be honest. Like, I during high school, I didn't do any studying. Um, like, I, I academically, I was like the worst, genuinely the worst. I played video games throughout high school. Um, but then, yeah, I, I don't know. I just... I think because I'm not the smartest kid out there, I don't plan things thoroughly and I don't look at the repercussions and the downside of a lot of things. <laughs> so if I have this idea like, okay, this like oh, this looks cool, like this is what I want to do, I, I'll just do it with that kind of thing, which sometimes works out well, sometimes oftentimes doesn't work out well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just did it. And then uh, initially I was like, I really love YouTube. So I was making YouTube videos and stuff like that, posting every single day. For the first month, uh, I 
gained like maybe 200 subscribers mm. and like a few followers here and there and, and TikTok and stuff. But it was, uh, I was like, okay, this is like really difficult. It's a lot more difficult than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, becoming a Logan Paul or Mr. Beast, that's, uh, that's a, a hard task. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of money saved up because when I was in roofing, I was just spending all of it on food and like other stuff to kind of like fulfill. I just like, I don't know. I just felt like I just, I didn't know. I didn't hate my career. So I just needed things to make me happy. So I just buy food and like a bunch of random things to make me happy. Yeah. And so I didn't save much money. I didn't plan things through, um, plan things out well. And, um, yeah, after I think three months or maybe like two months, I was like, okay, look, if I don't start making money somehow doing the doing anything uh it's going to be a pain so i was like how can i make money making content and then i got into ugc and i just explored that area and i was just doing a bunch of free jobs and i was like let's just explore the potential of this if it works out it works out if it doesn't it doesn't Mm -hmm. did a few videos for brands um was very lucky that i had friends who worked in a business who were willing to give me a shot um and then that kind of led to me doing yeah a month and a half worth of free work 30 40 free jobs um, and then that kind of led into paid work. And now, yeah, now this is just kind of what I focus on, which is the craziest fucking thing, to be honest. Like I, I, I oftentimes every day, at least once, I'll just like, just like <laughs> stand and just like look out. I'm like, what is, what is happening? Like, how have I managed to pull this off somehow? Mm. Um, obviously I'm not making like millions and I'm not making like a, a exorbitant amounts of money, but I'm, I'm making enough to survive doing something that I really, really love and I'm very passionate about. Yeah. And that is for me like the craziest thing ever. Man, that's the so, fucking yeah. biggest <laughs> win ever. Like if you look at, hey, if I had to if I had to line up someone where they're like, someone make a million bucks a year, but they don't love what they're doing compared to someone who's making 50K, 100K a year and they love what they're doing, man, that person's fucking one life. Because... You know what it's like. I know what it's like and someone listening to this most likely knows what it's like. The feeling of when you, you're, you're, you're selling your soul for money, it kills you. You know, Sunday, like this is what I used to feel, man. And mind you, I was, the job I was in, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I was just like, this is not fulfilling me, right? Now, there's people that hate their job. So, man... I can't even fully relate to you. I can just relate to me where I'm like, I mean, I just don't want to be here type thing. So if you hate your job, even worse than what I was feeling, but this is what I was feeling. You you have your Friday and you're kind of pumped and then Saturday you kind of do your thing, you pump for it. Sunday, you couldn't even enjoy Sunday because of the thought of Monday. You, you, you're yes. going through Sunday and you'd be freaking out about Monday. Monday comes and you're like, fuck, here we go. Tuesday. And look, you have your yeah. good times, your good moments, your good days and stuff like that. But ultimately, it's the drag and it's the, the mental, the thoughts of, fuck, i got work tomorrow. Yeah. And like, yeah. I just, I think of it now with what I'm doing, man. And like, do I have days and, I mean, I just did a video before, right? Where I said that I had a promise to do a, a, a live in one of my groups and I couldn't be fucked doing it. And I was almost not going to do it. Um. And I, I, I did it anyway, and I actually what I spoke about was literally what I was feeling, which was, hey, you got to show up even when you don't feel like showing up, right? Um, yeah. And you have those times and moments. But in, in general, man, I don't fucking – on my Sundays, I enjoy my Sundays, mate, because I don't I – don't, I'm not thinking about, oh, my God, Monday's coming. 
it never happens, man. Yeah. And like I'm free as hell. I'm free as hell simply because I love what I do and you know what it's like. And when you're getting paid to do what you love, it's such a magical feeling. Um, yeah. And, man, you are, you're someone that would do it for free. And it's kind of like, well, I've got to make money, right? But when you're willing to do your work for free, that means you fully love it. So you're fucking – you've sure. made it, man, because you've got this – Thanks, man. You've got this um, – you know what it's like? The difference between, um, say you set a goal, yeah, and you're pushing to reach that goal and you're like, say, for example, with your um, your roofing business, like you'll be like, okay, awesome opportunity to make money, right? And you know you've got to do work and you, like, you're pushing yourself to do the work and I'm sure you would have had motivation and inspiration in the early days, yeah, but that slowly would have vanished. Um, and when it goes from the, the initial motivation and inspiration, it goes to, shit, this is hard work and I've got to keep showing up when I don't want to and it gets worse and worse and worse. The difference between pushing yourself to a goal here compared to when you're led and being pulled by a vision, man, it's such a different energy, yeah? So, you know, the example that I yeah. loved that you gave, man, you found that you were going to RMIT and filming videos and then you were just you know doing shit till 1 a.m. Mate, you wouldn't be doing that if you hated doing it. You were getting pulled to do the work. Um, and when 100%. when we're pulled by a vision, yeah, it's fucking – it's like you get you have this magic power over everyone else. You, you, you work longer than them. You work harder. You're more passionate. You go further. You're more consistent. So um, that's so cool, man. I, I, I had a big smile on my face Thank listening you, to your story there because <laughs> – that's this. I'm super. Um, that's what I'm so passionate about. Is that I've been through the experience. Yeah, I know exactly what it's like, and that's that's just one of my. That's like a. That's just my vision is to help people spread their greatness. We've all got this greatness inside them, inside of us. Yet most of us never let it out, and it's just like whenever I just deal with people and speak, I'm just like, man, I just want to. I want to do everything I can, devote my life to helping this person in any way I can spread their fucking greatness, dude, because your greatness ain't even roofing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a that's the interesting thing though. And like a lot of my friends, I mean, I, I think it's hard because like my friends, I know they they're in this corporate job that they like, they're making good money. They can see, you know, progression in terms of income and stuff like that. Um, but they have so much potential and, and they're very bright people. It's like how, how did you kind of break out of that and what kind of like led you to you know kind of pursuing something you were more passionate about what was that like for you um yeah man i i, I get it because not many of my friends like as in my old friends uh like they work jobs right so you know what it's like yeah and kind of breaking away from that what happened for me man is um I actually went to a uh, – do you know Tony Robbins? Yes, 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 yes. Tony, mate. I went to Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny. Um, it's, the, it's, the, it's the one that he's got on Netflix. That's what Date with Destiny is based off. It's called I'm Not Your Guru. I went to that and um, I – man, I've been on my little journey since 16 years old, man, where I'm like I actively made the decision at 16 years old where I'm like I am having everything in life. And I, and initially back then, I thought money was the answer. 
the key to happiness and fulfillment. So I, I being a little ignorant 16-year-old, went on, on the journey just to make money and it was all about making money and crap like that and that was my life. Um, but like I said, is that I found the more and the more I made money is the more I realized I was empty inside and then I'm like, okay, shit, money's not the answer. So then I um, went searching for what's the answer then. I ended up going to Date With Destiny. And mind you, I had already been to a lot of other Tony's seminars and I was a seminar junkie and all that and been on to personal development since 16 years old. So I just used to go to these things where I'm like, man, I'm all good. I'm just want to be better of myself. I want to get better. I want to be, I'm an achiever, that type of person. That, that, that seminar changed my life because it made me, it, it, it made me realize and shine the light on what was actually happening, which was because of, pain that I had gone through in my childhood and my teenage days, teenage years, which is without going deep with it, I was just kind of like my family was dysfunctional. My sister was a drug addict and we had really challenging times growing up and that kind of, I had trauma from that, right? Um, so basically what had happened, I had a lot of anger against my sister, hated her. And I was almost like, I went on this journey to get the attention of my parents and I thought at a young age, which I agree, which this is what I made up, was that if I can just be rich and successful, then I'll get the attention of my parents. So that's what I did for 10-odd years of just trying to fulfill that um, with a with a stupid belief and story that if I can become rich and successful, then my parents will give me the attention and the love and stuff like that, all whilst having a lot of hatred and anger locked inside of me because of my sister towards my sister anyway so basically i went to that um seminar and uh that was all about and i had no idea i mean i thought i was just going there to get it better myself yeah i'm i'm all good man i'm sweet yeah i'm just getting better and that seminar we worked on i i made a realization that uh, i had a lot of anger and hatred towards my sister which i knew about but what i didn't know about man was that because of i had that anger and hatred i had blocked off my heart and when you block off your heart and lead from your head and live from your head man you will be on the wrong path you'll be doing the wrong shit you'll be hanging around the wrong people you won't be doing what you're here to do so man that changed everything because that was the thing the seminar didn't happen instant but it was later that year the the seminar was in may and i made the big shift in december um, but that was the, the time where basically I went through that seminar. I met up with my sister straight after it. I apologized to her, met up with all my family and just said that, Hey, this is what's been going on. I want to, I want a close loving relationship with my family and my, my, all my hurt and pain, man, just started to release from me. And from there I started to live from my heart. And then I went, what the fuck am I doing? I'm in a business where I don't give a fuck about. I'm doing this for money. I'm going to start chasing my heart. What am I here to do, bro? I'm here to fucking help people do what they want to do. So I got into coaching and here we fucking are talking right now. So um, that was it, man. The key difference was opening up my heart and listening to my heart to to say, hey, Luke, dude, because I I was always loving coaching, yeah? I always loved the coaching thing, but it was like, do you know what was in my head? The same thing was you. It was like, but man... You can't make money there, man. You're making heaps of money here. If you do go to the coaching, you're going to have to give up a lot of your money that you're making right now. You're going to have to say goodbye to your Mercedes Benz that you you buy every couple of years and all your flashy watches and all that crap and the lifestyle that you live. And that was for my ego. 
I was never prepared to let it go. But when I just go, you know what, fuck that, I'm following my heart, I dropped it all, yeah? So yeah. I went from... It's a very difficult thing to do as well. Oh, yeah, against the friends thing, yeah? So I went from earning the most in my friends to earning the least. And I had to let it all go, man. I had to try I had to change my identity. So in regards to your question, which was kind of how did you do it all with all your mates and, you know, the different people that work in a job and they're earning the money and all like that? It was. It just got to a point in my life, man, where I was like, I wanted my vision so much that I was finally yeah. ready to let go of keeping up with everyone else and just looking good, yeah, and just going, no, fuck that, fuck it. I'm starting again, yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. How old were you at the time? Well, I'm 37 years old now. I've had my business for almost five, but I didn't jump into my coaching business straight away. I jumped into a coaching company for a year and a half. So 30, 31, man, I was when this happened. Damn. Yeah. Very interesting. Because I, I, I think with my friends, they, and like a lot of people I know, I think they, they are very conscious of their time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I... I think like I, I'm actually like in terms of my friends, I, I'm always like, I'm very straightforward with them. I'm like, just take risks right now. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of them are in relationships and stuff like that. And they don't want to take the risk of, you know, going through some, something volatile, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, do you, did you have friends that you tried to kind of convince to, you know, pursue something they're more interested in or passionate about, or did you ever do that? And how that turned out if you did that. <laughs> um, no, I didn't, man. I, 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 I not exactly, not exactly. Okay. Um, just because I always knew I was different, even in those early days, I always knew I was okay. different. I knew I was wired different. I knew I saw the world differently to most people. Um, so right. I just knew I was, I just knew I was a different cat, man. So I, I was just like, didn't want to change anyone to say, hey, man, if you live your life the way you live it, I live mine. And if you accept me for who I am, then cool, we're going to be friends, yeah? I mean, I've lost so many friends along the way yeah. because I've gone from yeah. party Luke, yeah, which we spoke about, yeah. good old party Luke, to uh, I've stopped the partying. Um, and so many mates I've, that I was great mates with there, we're not mates with any, we're not mates anymore. Not like we're enemies, but we're just not mates anymore because, man, I've gone on one path, they've gone on another path, and it's just like it hasn't stayed. But then, again, I've got a couple of mates where I was mates back then and we're still great mates together because they've accepted the growth within me, man. Because right. that's what happens. If you, you know, you, you, you have your mates, right? You meet your mates at the point where you're at in your life. If one, yep. what happens a lot of time is that you grow, they don't. And then the things that you used to value together and, you know, gel together with, because you've grown, you no longer identify with that. So the relationship breaks down. Um, yeah. So you'll lose a lot of your mates, man. You'll lose a lot of your mates. But your true mates will stick around and accept the growth that you're going through, man. You'll always have that one or two yeah. or three, even if it's just one, man, that person where really like, man, they just accept you who you are and they, they support your growth. And I've got a couple of those I'm lucky to have. 
Um, but fuck yeah, man, you're going to lose a lot of yeah. a lot of those dudes. That's what's going to happen if you yeah. if you continue to to grow, man. And they don't. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. I have one also burning kind of question, and it's it's something I admire about you being in business, wanting your own thing, being busy, working hard. Uh, it's to do with relationships. Mm-hmm. I I find it really difficult. <laughs> to to do business and work hard, but also maintain. I'm not in a relationship now. I just ended one like maybe three months ago. Um, but I, it's I find it really difficult. So man, it shouldn't be how, laughing. How, how, how do you? It's <laughs> like oh, it's like yeah, it's all right, mate. I'll just laugh at you breaking up with your you you missing. Yeah, I just ended a relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry, mate. I'm not. I'm, I'll I'll no, explain what I'm laughing um, at in a second. But yeah, go. Yeah. But um, how do you, I mean, you have a kid now. Congratulations with that. And like, how did you, how do you even, how did you do that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, when my wife and I got together, I didn't have my business. So that's the first thing. And I'm, why I'm laughing is because the last year, my wife and I's relationship has been shocking, like really rocky and roller coastery. Um, we even had an argument last, last night. So um, I'm, I'm probably not the, the most amazing person to ask about this because I'm really challenged in the relationship at the moment. Um, but how do you do it? It's like, I guess what's, it's very similar to what I just mentioned there with the mates. What's happening with my wife and I um, at the moment is that we used to be so amazing together, yeah? Um, and the reason why we were so amazing together was because we shared so many similar values. And then what's happened is that with business, your business will not grow unless you grow, right? And because I have grown, my values and stuff has changed, the things that I'm into. And what's happened is that we've split apart a bit because the things that we used to value together, I've changed and she's changed a little bit as well. And we don't have as many of those values shared. Now, we're still married, still living in the same house together. We're still working on a relationship. We still want to be together and like that. Um, but what I'm kind of getting at is how do you make it work? Well, you've got to want it. Like I I want to be with my wife, yeah. Like we've just had a kid. He's almost two years old. You know, my vision when I was 16 years old, yeah, I want to have money and be successful in business and all that shit. But ultimately, I want to create – all what I'm ultimately doing is like a big part of it is to create an amazing, loving family that I didn't get growing up, yeah. So it's a big reason why I do what I do. Um, So with my wife, um, yeah, like I – man, I want this thing to work, yeah. But with the last last year, I just like the the challenges with kids coming along, that really stresses things. Um, But then, like I said, is that I've got my business where I'm like, man, I'm just continually growing. Um, And I'm a bit of a weird motherfucker, like as in my my top value is growth. And... um, that's where there's been a difference between Courtney and I, where I'm, I'm kind of like taking off in a direction within my self growth, but then she's not, that's not her focus, man. Her focus is to, yeah. is to support a kid. Um, that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. As in mine's like, man, I just want to grow. I just want to grow. I just want to grow. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so how do you make it work? With the business. Whew, wow. 
What a question, man. I'm just trying. I don't, I don't know where to answer it from. To answer it from your age point of view, as in it's kind of like, do you even need one right now? Um, yeah, because yeah. put it this way, man, hundred like my business would be next level if I didn't have my wife next to me. That's it. And I've told her that simply because it's yeah. kind of like I've got to focus on my business, but then I'm like, hey, I want to have time with my wife. Yeah. So as opposed to choosing to put time into my business, I'm putting time and spending it with my wife, which is that's what I choose to do. So if I didn't have a wife or even a family, man, I would have so much more time to put into my business. That's all I would be doing, yeah? So it's kind of like there's distractions in life. If you're talking about your goal is to build a business, you've got distractions in life. And as weird as it sounds, yeah, and maybe this is coming across the wrong way, but technically if your goal is to build a business and then you've got a partner, technically it's a distraction. Um, you know, if you've got a goal is to build a business and then you've got your mates, technically it can be a distraction if it's come taking away from your business. So um, I think you've got a number one really want to be in the relationship. That's the main thing, dude. Because if you're kind of like at the point in your life where you're like, man, business is my priority, I want to be with someone just because it's nice to have someone do, but if that's your attitude, man, it's not going to work because you won't put the investment into your relationship, man. Yeah. So big. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's a scary thought because it's like, I'm not sure if I can ever see myself not caring so much about the same thing as you, like growth and business. But I also don't want to end up as a loner. Like I want to have kids. I want to have a family. I want to have a partner. Yeah. So it's like, Okay, I can't. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta figure something out there. <laughs> yeah, are you freaking out because of time? You're like, oh, I'm 23, and it, you know, I should be at somewhere else where I'm not exactly. Like, man, I should have a partner. Like, uh, what's going on there? Not really. I mean, I, I, I think most of my friends have girlfriends and partners, but I think I don't know. I, I think from, maybe I'm just like looking way too far in the future. Maybe that's maybe spot. Maybe I shouldn't be asking this question. I just find it interesting. Um, and I can imagine myself when I'm like 30, 35, 40, still like going hard with business. And if I'm still going hard with business, I cannot imagine having a partner and being a good boyfriend or being a good partner, um, where I'm able to put in energy and effort to, you know, yeah, work on relationship and stuff like that. Cause relationships dating, it's always, they're always going to be problems no matter what I think. Mm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's um. I don't know. I didn't meet Courtney until I was twenty-seven, man. So if you if you look yeah. at it from that point of view, um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, we have got a really amazing story, and it's just like when I when I saw Courtney, I just knew there's something different about her, um, and yeah, we've been together like ten years now, man. So if you're twenty-three, technically, you know, you got you got years and years and years to just to enter into my level where I was at. Yeah. So I wouldn't be freaking out at man. I think like if you just, if you, if, if a relationship's important to you, you let it come, but you've, yeah, man, it's, it's really, it's challenging, man. It's so challenging with relationships because you've got to be on the same page. Um, I think, what's the most important thing to make a relationship work is that you've got to have a shared vision and you've got to be on the same page to make it work. Definitely. Yeah. So it's got to be like, Hey, 
if business is important to you, um, then your partner has to respect and appreciate and be on board with you. Because yeah. if they're not, then that's going to cause a lot of tension because, man, that's going to take a lot of your time and focus, yeah? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I don't really know what else I can give you with other information, whatever yeah. thoughts and advice. But that's the main thing. So yeah, I don't know. Just don't force it, man. Just let it happen. Let it let it happen, yeah. dude. Yeah. Just let it happen. Yeah. For, and and no, I I think for me it's like I, I just find these sorts of questions like interesting, especially because like I look up to you. <laughs> like it's weird, right? Because we don't talk to each other like that much. Man, we like, haven't spoken in like two years. <laughs> I see you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I see you come up on my page often, yeah. and I like listen to the things that you're saying, and I take on board a lot of the things you're saying. Yeah. So I kind of look at, at you as somewhat of a mentor, mm. and I think that's the most valuable thing about this sort of thing is like learning from people who have gone through like a bunch of different things and experiences, and learning from them. So you can kind of, I guess, maybe not avoid, but yeah, uh, figure out things, yeah, yeah man, and, and grow. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so I've got a question for you now. Thanks for asking me a question. It's fucking good. Um, yeah. <laughs> getting back to your content business, right? So you went from doing the roofing. You're like, there's an opportunity here. I'll talk about the, doing the free content, right? Because this is where so many people aren't willing to do this. My audience, here are coaches, right? So people listening to this are going to be online entrepreneurs and coaches mainly. They're making, yeah. usually, most of them are going to be making under 200K a year. Um, and can you just go into a little bit more detail because you, you, like you went over it really quickly on just how you started getting clients and making consistent money. Yeah. Go into a little bit detail if you can because you did something cool. that I talk about a lot. So many people aren't willing to do. Um, but if you just do what you did, you'll get runs on the board. And then things will come through. So what happened? How did you kind of get it off the ground? I understand. So initially, I just went to actual coffee. So it, it was a really random way it kind of happened. But I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm spending a lot of money on food because I really love food. And I, there's this thing called UGC, which is user-generated content, where you can create videos for businesses, essentially. So I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let's just give this a shot. I went down to actual coffee, ordered myself my favorite meal. Um, hmm. and just recorded it. And then I went to the staff and I was like, hey, I'd love to just record like, you know, you guys making coffee and stuff. Is that okay? And they're like, looked at me kind of funny and they're like, oh, yeah, if you want. So I got just got my camera. I was just filming them. And I was on clutches at the time. So it was like really awkward because I was on clutches <laughs> and I was like hobbling around whilst recording. <laughs> so you, so you, just, yeah. you just walked like you, you're drinking your coffee and you just in, in the store, you just walked up to them at the desk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And um, then I sent that video. So I edited it up. I sent that video <laughs> off to Axel. And I was like, hey, I'd love to create a proper video for you. Didn't get a response. Sent it to like 10 other cafes and one responded. Mm. Um, then created a video for that other cafe that responded. Obviously free. Yep. Um, and then that kind of led me, led me to kind of like creating a video on it. And then uh, one of my friends reached out who works at a skin clinic. Uh, another friend reached out who owned her own like fluid art bear studio. Mm -hmm. So then I just started doing like free videos for friends and stuff like that. And then the friends referred me to other friends who had businesses or other business owners 
Um, and yeah, at the time I was like, okay, let's just explore the potential of this. So at the start, I was just like, let me just like see if this can turn into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I was doing a bunch of free videos and I just wanted to see if there was actually potential in making money with UGC because there are creators out there, um, you know, talk about it on TikTok, making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing UGC content. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this can work out. So I just did as many jobs as possible to kind of see what it was actually like, see if I'd actually enjoy doing it, see if I'd like working with business owners, see if I'd actually be able to get them results. Um, And then I kind of just got sucked in. I was like, okay, I can make money from this, but there are a few things I need to do. I then need to gain a a big following so that my videos are lucrative in terms of, you know, if if I'm able to get consistent amount of views and like share with my audience a business, then that's going to be lucrative for a business owner because they're going to get my audience and probably customers from it. Um, and then the other way was just like creating better videos. And I, I realized early on that even if you don't get a lot of views, you can create videos that are going to convert, convert higher than videos that get hundreds of thousands of views. Mm. Um, I did a video for my ex-boss who's, you know, kind of doing like similar things, you know, coaching, stuff like that. He runs a digital marketing agency, but he, um, he got a video on TikTok that we created that got 500,000 views, but he only got 200 followers from it. And the conversions were like nothing. Mm. And then like, you know, you, you, you look at like a video I did for like a clothing store, like the Florida Bear Studio, where it's only got like 10,000 views or 5,000 views, but it's converted at a high rate. So I figured out then it's like, okay, I don't necessarily need a following to convert audiences and be provide a lucrative service for business owners. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, just like it naturally, I think it, it, it went from making zero dollars month and a half of free work to you know businesses here and there paying me like $200 or $100 um, and then working with agencies who would give me regular work and I was doing a lot of one-off projects and I was like okay this is great mm. but it's very inconsistent I can with this I I don't think I can consistently grow this and make this work financially mm-hmm. so I was like okay how can I make this more consistent how can I actually um, I guess kind of create a business around this and I was like, okay, the only way I can do this is by kind of doing like a monthly retainer sort of situation and packaging things up. So then I was like, okay, sweet. Um, I'm still going to do free work, but I'm, after every free job, I'm going to offer my monthly package. Um, and at the time it was, I think it was like eight videos for $1,500. And I I didn't get great reception from it. Some people were like, yeah, okay. Um, and then a, carrot, uh, a tattoo studio came along and they were like, um, okay, instead of eight videos for 1,500, how would you feel about, you know, 28 videos for 1,500? Um, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have said how much, but yeah, anyways, it's, yeah, they were like, okay, X amount for 28 videos. Mm. They were shorter videos, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was like, at that point, $1,500 for me, I was like, every month, I was like, sign me up. I would do anything. <laughs> then I kind of realized that, like, yeah, like that I, I should just, see how much work i can do i should just like give as much value as i can mm. and i'm just gonna yeah just like pump out these videos and, and and see if i can actually sell maybe 28 videos for 1500 instead of eight videos and that worked out a lot better um and i, I realized the reason why i think is because 28 videos are a lot of videos oh, you yeah. know videographers charge two hundred dollars yeah. per video a hundred dollars per video so it's like 28 videos that's that's a lot mm. um and so I was like, okay, well, if I'm doing 28 videos and each video is like a minute, that's just not sustainable. So I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do eight 
30 to 45 second videos. So like videos where, you know, for, for the, um, uh, tattoo studio, like for these other places showing like the experience of it, yeah. or even for the cafe showing the experience of it, you know, getting people to do reviews and stuff like that. And then I'm going to provide 20, 10 to 15 second videos. Mm-hmm. So the 10 to 15 second videos are just, you know, them cooking or like certain kind of unique selling points of each business, very quick snippets, mm. which usually tends to work better on Instagram anyways. But I think the, the, thing for me is I don't have a big following. Mm. So every single post will get anywhere between one to 5,000 views. Some videos will do like 30,000 views. But the the value in what I do is that over a month, after 28 posts, that's like that equates to 70, 100,000 views, mm. which will most likely bring a lot of customers. But also the other fact is the touch points. It's like, okay, I'm giving them enough content to post every single day. You show a, a customer uh, your business every single day from a different lens, from a different angle. And it's, I, I think it, you'd be more likely to actually attract customers rather than having one video that gets 70,000 views. It converted a higher rate, I think. So for like, like the Japanese cafe, for example, cause I'm doing 28 videos, each video will most likely be slightly different in that, you know, we'll, we'll go, I've done a girl's night video where, you know, I'll get a bunch of my, my friends, um, who are girls to have dinner and like I'll just like record them eating and enjoying and having a good time. Yep. Then I'll bring my mates along, like the boys along, do the same thing. I'll show the the crunch of the the specific like breads, yep. um, and I'll show different angles of their food and stuff like that, the kitchen and stuff like that, the staff. Um, show different things, mm. and I think that because I'm doing that, because I'm showing so many different facets of facets of a business every single month. Um, the touch points plus the uh, the overall quantity and the views that it brings, it, it makes it worth it. And almost like a no-brainer for the businesses that I work with. And each month, each yeah, each month I, I try and think of, okay, how can I add more value? So now I've started doing photography for free. Um, I'm not a photographer, but <laughs> I'll, I'm like, because I want to maintain my clients. I want to make my clients as happy as possible. I want to bring them as much business as possible. Mm. I'm like, how can I... <clears throat> Not spend like an overwhelming amount of time, but how can I add value and like keep them on board, make them super happy? So now I'm doing videos for them, uh, sorry, for, uh, photography for them for free, um, which is not too difficult. Um, I'm I'm still very novice, but I'll you know whilst I'm taking videos, I'll snap a few photos here and there. Yeah. I'll edit them up very very quickly on Lightroom, chuck that in there, um, and that's how I've been able to kind of like find consistency, mm. maintain my clients, and also I think starting from next year I'll. S- charge slightly higher mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's how i've kind of been able to do this whole thing so that was a very long winded day no, I mean, that's what but... i wanted that's what we wanted um so how like with you getting new clients at the moment what's your are you doing the same thing you're just kind of just reaching out to people um obviously you get your referrals but then you're just kind of reaching out to people and that's just what you're doing so yeah, I missed a very crucial point. Um, so I post a lot of my work on uh, on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my business, which is it's crazy to think about, most of my business actually comes from TikTok and Instagram. Right. People who have like literally like reached out and said, "Hey, like I've been following you for a few months," or "Hey, I came across this video." Hey, I came across that video. I think you you know would be able to work together. Let's have a conversation. So yeah, currently right now, um, I, I I literally can't take on any more clients. Um, so I'm just looking at like hiring video editors and videographers and stuff like that. Um, which is like, yeah, it is a, 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 a bit of a mind fuck <laughs> in itself. Cause I'm just like, I've never done that. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm in a really interesting spot. So if, if I have any recommendations, free work by far the best thing ever, cause you gain experience, you improve very quickly, you get feedback 
treat it as like paying clients, mm-hmm. Tr- treat them as paying clients, even though you're doing it for free and you'll learn so much, you'll gain a lot of trust from them as well. And that can also convert into paying customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then post your work out there. I, I think people are like somewhat scared of posting their stuff on there because maybe they think it's not good enough and stuff like that. But you post stuff on there. Feedback is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Without feedback, you can't really improve. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like posting content out there, It'll get reach. People will reach out to you, but you'll get feedback, which will help you improve. And then, you know, once you get to a point where you get really, really good, um, people will want to work with you, I think. And I'm not saying that I'm really, really good, but I think, um, yeah, just posting a lot of content and stuff like that, which are things that not many people do, especially in this space, um, is like crucial. And it's helped me like kind of get customers. Yeah, man. And get people reach So out good. And look, obviously, you're a videographer and the people listening to this majority of them aren't videographers, yeah? So to, to relate it back to them, um, I'll tell you what, the, I'll tell you what the, the typical story is. Like you, you said that you're not very good. Like you are good. Are you the best in the world? No, but are you good and you've got a quality level? Fuck yeah. Um, but there's plenty of other videographers out there that can edit at a similar level, right? But what the difference is, and, and you listen to this, you're a coach most likely. I want you to think about the same thing and relate it. You're a coach, you're great at what you do, and, and so is other so many other coaches, great at what they do. But the key difference with Hugh compared to these other videographers who are as good, if not better, from an editing point of view, yeah, is how he's approaching the whole game. Yeah. So, you know. You're not just going, this is what I'm sure so many videographers do, man. They edit a video and they're just kind of like just hanging around, sitting, waiting. Hopefully someone calls me, man. Yeah. Hopefully someone calls me. They might post their video. Hopefully someone sees and they call me. So they're, they're kind of their strategy to grow their business is passive, which is the uh, post and hope, sit and hope, yeah, waiting for someone to come and get you. But you've gone on the active pursuit where you've gone, well, I'm going to actively go out there and make this happen and build my business and go get clients. And in the early days, that's what you got to do. Early days, you got to actively go out there and crawl through the mud to build things up to then once you get, you know, the, you get more well-known, you get the experience and you get the referrals, then you can be more passive because people are coming to you. But you got to be active in the early days, yeah? Um, let's kind of break down a few of the things that you've done. First thing is you said that you did free videos, which you're basically giving, like you said, a no-brainer offer. I mean, like who would turn down free videos? Well, a lot of people, yeah? Because you said that you would reach out to 10 and one message back, right? So is that right? Did I catch that right? You asked, you reached out to 10 people and said, hey, I'll do a video for free and only one came back to you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I... I don't know. I, I think, yeah, it, it's really interesting. Um, I don't know. I, if I were a business owner and someone like came up to me and like, I'll oh, shoot videos for free, free for free, like I'd take it. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't see my message or I'm not quite sure. But I found that like the way I actually ended up doing most of my free work. So I, I'd reach out to people here and there, but then I'd work with someone and then they'd refer me because it's such a no-brainer offer. The word of mouth is going to spread. Mm. One of the people I work with is going to talk to the other business owner. Hey, this guy's doing free work right now. Like, he's like, okay. Um, he may be able to like create a video for you. I know you're looking for content. Get him down. And then that would lead to the next one, next one. And then also, 
I uh, posted a video, I did a free video for this place called Kumo, which is like a Japanese souffle pancake place. Yep. And that video ended up getting like 140,000 views. Yeah, wow. Um, so from that alone, from that alone, that that got me, uh, and that got me like a few pay jobs. Mm. Um, but it also, it got me like a f- ton of like different restaurants and cafes being like, hey, we'd like to invite you down, give you free food in exchange for a video. And um, obviously I took everything. Like literally, I think I took 90, 95% of the jobs and people reaching out from that. Yeah. So yeah, that helped because yeah, reaching out, you get work from it, but yeah, it's um, it's easy when people kind of reach out to you. Mm. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So you did free vids for a while and you, like you said, is that the first thing is that you ordered your coffee and you walked in in person. Um, yeah. Now, do you find that, your conversion rate is higher when you speak to people in person and approach them rather than message them. Oh, of course, like hundred percent. But the I think the the th- reason why people don't do it is because it's so uncomfortable, right? That's it. Like it's like going into a store, going there, having to like do something that you're very uncomfortable with that you've never done before. It's super uncomfortable. Um, but at the end of the day, like it does convert higher. So if you really want to, if you really want to make something work and you really want to do something, you just got to do it, I think, mm. which I'm sure you preach a lot. Mm. Now, that in-person thing, um, it's like the old school way of selling. Before there was social media and the internet, man, that's how people got their business. But people are just so yeah. have forgotten about that way of business. And, you know, if you're a coach and you can walk up to your your prospects on the, on the street. So, for example, I've got a client who helps mums and I'm like, man, it's so easy to find your 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 clients because you can see who a mum is, anyone who's pushing a pram, anyone's got kids. So you can walk up to them and just go, hey, what's up? I'm a mum coach. I help mums who do, do, do. Here's my business card. Check me out. Next mum. Hey, mum. I'm just going to do Next one. Next one. Yeah. And if you just hand out 100 business cards, you, one of them will become a client. Like it's that, it's that simple, right? But sure. like you said, people won't do it. So yeah. Hugh's given the example of where um, he's walked up to people in person and he sent messages the in-person converts way higher, yeah? So that's an option for you. The next thing is that he even sent out 10 offers to people to do things for free and only one took up a free offer. It sounds insane, but that's the life, that's the world we live in now. Because we're all being sold to so much, it's even become hard to sell shit for free. (laughs) Yeah. Legit. Yeah, and, and, and that's the other big thing is, the, going in person and talking to someone face to face, you can actually see who they are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, okay, they're a real person. And it's like there's so many, so many scammers out there. So many people who are like just like taking money from people. It's like trust is such a big thing now. So like with what I do, the number number one thing is I try and develop trust. Um, and then the second thing is create an offer that is literally irresistible, that they can't say no to, mm. um, that they will do anything to just like work with you. And so, like, if I think for me as well, because I know, I genuinely believe that if someone works with me, it is 100% worth it. Yeah. Like, there is no way that it's, it, like, it, it's so worth it. And so, if, I think that also makes things, come, like, easy for me because when I'm, like, talking with a business owner at a random bar or I'm at a job site and, like, I'm talking with other business owners or random people, I'm, I will literally tell them about what I'm doing mm-hmm. and, like, my offer and my service. Mm. Because I'm like, it is like a no-brainer. Like, I, 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 I yeah, I'm just, I, I believe in it so much. So it's like, I'll literally be like, hey, like, I can help you out with the videos. Like, I have this package right now. Like, mm. 
I yeah, I'm like pretty new to this and hence the reason why I'm offering it for this amount. Mm. Um, yeah, like do you want to grab a coffee sometime? Like I'll literally say that, yeah. um, which is like, uh, which I would have found so uncomfortable beforehand, mm-hmm. but because I believe in my offer so much and what I do so much, mm. it's, it's not that difficult. Yeah, so good. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. The next thing is obviously you got referrals. So you start off with the free videos. You just... Kept on going until you got work uh, from there because you did a great job. You offered a great service, great, gave great value. Naturally, you get referrals from it. That yep. led to more work. Then you were like, okay, I've got, uh, I've done a lot of free work. Now it's start to char- turn to, it's start to t- charge some money. Initially, you had like the once off. I'm just going to charge 200 bucks yep. or whatever it is. You're struggling with that to make money. So, yeah. coaches listening to this, Hugh's story is literally telling you the answer of what works and what doesn't. So the the relative story to a coach who is that coaches sell single coaching sessions. They don't work. You can't make money from it. So you can make money, but you'll get in the same position that Hugh got where it's like, man, man, I can't make real good money from this because it's just a once-off thing. Um, The other thing, which is actually more important if you are taking the point of view that I'm serving my clients is that, you didn't say it, but you said it. Results, man. You doing a, a company that gives you 200 bucks to give them one video. You might strike it lucky, yeah, but there's a high chance you won't. When the company that invested in you had the 28 videos, man, you had time and you had duration, you had quantity to get results. So coaches... If you're doing your little single sessions, not only do you just you won't make money with it, but you won't be able to get people fucking unbelievable life changing results. So I thought that's 100%. as you're going through this, man. I'm just like, man, this is so fucking relative. Um, and then you said about, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't even with your coaching calls, mm-hmm. right? You can't. I don't think you'd be able to change someone to help someone improve from just one one hour call. No. Like, I just don't think that's unless you may be Tony Robbins. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Like even still. Yeah. yeah, it's it. It's true though. It is. Unless yeah. you unless you're coaching someone who's an absolute beast and really can take the information and they're mature and they take responsibility. Unless you're coaching someone like that, a high class person, they're gonna need more support. Yeah. Um yeah. then you go, okay, then you start creating your packages, right? Um, and that's where you started making more consistent money. And not only that is you started getting way better results for your clients. Um, you even go, okay, how can I add even more value? And you start taking on photography where it's like, hey, I'm not even an amazing photographer. I don't exactly know how to do this, but I'm just going to do it. So it's like you're upskilling yourself. Yeah, who knows where the photography get yeah. leg's going to go to, man. Um, yeah. And just along the way, apart from you reaching out to people, you've shared your story, yeah, You've shared your work. And one thing I love that you said is that you searched for feedback. Ah, the hell. So you search (laughs) for feedback on how to improve because that is what helps you grow. Um, Man, we love feedback on what people love about us, but we don't like feedback on how we can improve. Um, Man, with my programs, man, I make it it's compulsory you have to give me feedback 
And there's two questions. What do you love about it? What suggestions do you make improve? And I don't really care a whole lot about what they love about it. It's the what they suggestions they got to improve because like my vision for my program, the leading coach is to make the greatest program for coaches in the world. And it's not about being the biggest or anything like that. It's creating an experience that no other coach can provide. And I can't create that without knowing exactly how you'd suggest to make this thing even greater. I've got my ideas, but I know shit all like, I need to know what you think and you think and you think and you think and you think. So, yes, 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 Hugh. I told you, I got you on (laughs) for all of this and you didn't disappoint. Yeah, man. (laughs) I'm glad. You didn't disappoint, man. Um, Like I said, I I said to Hugh, I go, man, I'm really impressed with his story. I've been kind of watching his stuff from the outside and – I just could tell, man, that you were just doing shit right. And like this, what you've said here just doesn't surprise me whatsoever. I'm just like, this is unlike he's, I know he's going to give a really good example on what people can follow. Yes, you're a videographer right now. Um, who knows what will, that will grow into. Um, but, you know, everything we've spoken about here, coaches and online entrepreneurs, it's very relative to you getting your business off the ground. If you take the same approach as what Hugh's done, guarantee it's going to follow. Mate, last question for you is um, what's your vision? Like do you have a vision for where you want to go? Do you know right now? You're just kind of like, man, I don't even know where I'm going to be in six months' time. I'm just like rolling with it. Um, do you have where like, man, yeah. this is what I want to do? Like where are you at with it? This, yeah, no, I I am like incredibly passionate about what I do and like working with business owners and, and seeing them actually get results and seeing them like really happy with my service. It's like, it's like the first business that I've ever run where what I'm doing is actually helping a business and seeing the impact that it's creating and, and it's just so fulfilling. So initially I wasn't quite sure. I was like, maybe I can make money from this and then maybe I can, you know, take a step back and do my own personal branding stuff and YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, but now I'm like, I want to build this this video thing into the most like reputable and reliable um, and like the biggest agency in Australia uh, and potentially even the world. Like I, I, I genuinely love this so much that I am willing to put my all into it and I want to grow it and I want to make this work. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's my, my vision. <laughs> I love it, man. So good. How important do you think it is to have a vision? I, I think it definitely helps. Mm. I think it definitely helps because when you have a vision, you you kind of reverse engineer it and you kind of like, okay, what do I need to do to get to that point? How do I need to act to get to that point? Okay, can I afford to get wasted next weekend mm-hmm. um, if I want to build the biggest agency? Like how, like everything <laughs> plays a role into getting to that vision. So yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's very, very important. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. I really agree. Uh, mate, uh, is there anything else that you want to mention that we haven't, or we kind of cut everything? Um, what, what's your What's your grand vision? Yeah, my vision is ultimately what I said there in regards to the coaching space. Um, is yeah, I'm just all about making this program, and I got letting coach the best program in the world. Now, I know that um, I know that as I grow and evolve, my vision will grow and evolve. So. Um, from my experience of knowing this, from having a vision from 16, how much it's changed over the years, if you ask me the same question in five years' time, I'm probably going to give you a different answer. So right now, it's all about, man, I just want to grow my business. I want to help as many people as I can. I don't really care about 
it's got to be millions and shit like that. Um, I don't care really about the size. I just want to be like, man, just living this awesome life, doing what I'm love, you know, giving a really great message to my family on how you should show up in life. Yeah. Um, changing lives in the process, getting paid amazing amounts of money to do so. And just living an extraordinary life, man. Um, you know, I, I got love a vision that. for my podcast to just make it fucking awesome. Um, you know, I love, I think yeah. it's so such an amazing, to have a podcast and be able to chat to people like yourself and other guests and learn from them and hear their experience. I think it's such a special thing to have. Um, I really want to be doing a lot more speaking on stage. And like I said to you earlier, man, oh, yeah. helping people spread their greatness. That's ultimately what I'm here to do. Yeah. And I, I have no doubt in my life, man, right now, it's helping coaches grow their business. That will evolve, but it'll be the same shit. It'll be all around that, helping people spread yeah. their greatness. I don't know exactly what form yeah. that's going to be in a few years, but right now, that's where I'm at right now, man. Yeah. And fuck yeah. It's a crazy yeah. Love it. ride, enjoyable ride, full of everything. Major challenges, yeah. major successes. Um, fucking you yeah. get down on the ground, you got nothing left, and then you're fucking on top of the world. It's just, it's a roller coaster ride. But it's fucking life, yeah. Oh, dude, you don't yeah. feel that. It's an interesting one. It is. You don't feel it yeah. working a job, man. You do do the, the roller coaster rides, yeah. But you, you you ride the roller coaster ride now with just the drive and pull to keep going. It's the magic force and energy, yeah. Where it's like, no matter what happens, man, you keep getting back up. Yeah? And they'll just think that's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. um, yeah. What did I? What did I write? Did I write it in a story? That's it. I did a post about my son Louis, and I said five things I'm teaching Louis. Yeah. Yeah. And I said one of them was um to to love failure, to in to to fail and yes. try again, fail and try again. <sighs> when you're cool with failure, man, you'll beat everyone else because everyone else like fucking give her up or is in life everyone just quits yeah. so um and even people with super amazing talent yeah so what's what i love about this truth is that you don't even have to be fucking amazing you don't have to be the best in the world now this there's a caveat for sports people and things like that yeah it's different in that point of view um you know i think to be an absolute elite level with sportsmen you've got to have super talent you just you won't get there on work alone it's got to be a combination of both but everything else yeah if you just never give up fuck man you beat everyone else and you'll get everything else so dude yeah. huey magooey how do you spell your last name how do you, uh, how do you pronounce your last name it's not magooey <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> just in case everyone's like who's this Huey uh, McGooey dude I'm gonna I'm yeah, tired yeah, no. <laughs> it's uh, Hugh Kawabi Kawabi, Kawabi is my and awesome. what's uh, Insta is that where we find you yeah yeah at uh, H-Y-U-K-A-W-A-B-E it's a bit of a tricky one it's but. a tricky one but damn it mate you're like if I could change my name I'd change it to John Smith but not really you're all good man you're all good <laughs> Um, mate, thanks for coming on. Yeah, nah, thanks for having me on, man. Sick. Nah, thank you, and I, I I admire what you do, and I look up to you a lot. So I I, I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks, man. Means a lot. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world, and we can't do it without you. 
Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.